Welcome to another exciting episode of the Eyes of Boys podcast, The Way and the Ghost, alongside Terrorizing. Coming to you guys with episode 69. Episode 69. Everyone's favorite number. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. Tons to get into. Um, yeah, so let's just get straight into it. Um, quite the eventful uh, week. Slash weekend, mm-hmm. um, had a pretty good, uh, had a pretty good week. Um, here at the lounge, of course, uh, continuing to grow the brand, continuing to grow our uh, our numbers uh, from week to week. Um, had some 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 new people come through, some people um, that, yeah. are ex- that are excited about what we're doing, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how this thing moves. How do you think how things turn out um, throughout this month? I mean, we, we we did start our giveaway. Giveaway's been going pretty good. Um, still not too late to join. <clears throat> and of course, I know those of you that are listening are waiting to hear that uh, that code, which we <clears throat> which we're going to be dropping in randomly, which we did last week. Uh, hopefully, you guys got last week's code. There's going to be another one this week. That could be dropping earlier in the episode, could be dropping later in the episode, mid-episode. Who knows? Who knows? But um, yeah, definitely excited about the giveaway um, and how it affects all our other things. But but yeah, um, outside of that, been getting that, uh, you know, getting some streaming in, getting the Twitch and all that stuff going. We've been um, also revamping our YouTube as well, getting that going as well kind of getting everything back to full swing i mean this is always our goal as soon as we got the the lounge open to to kind of go back and improve all, all our numbers on across all our platforms so uh this week was kind of a, a resurgence in all on those and all those um all those areas so expect a ton of content uh to be coming out uh for both youtube and of course twitch and, and everywhere, IG, across across the board, really. Um, yeah, expect new content. But outside of that, um, started getting into some. Uh, well, given the the weekend and the exciting weekend we had, started getting into some uh, some UFC four. And that's the game, by the way. That's the uh, UFC EA's uh, UFC four video game. Started getting into some of that, um, which better late than never. I mean, I, I had it on my list to be downloaded. Never really did it. Um, it's kind of you know, seeing how things go. But uh, it recently dropped on um, Fight Pass, which I'm, which I'm glad pass. I'm waiting. Game Pass, sorry. <laughs> Said Fight Pass. It's funny. Fight pass. Game Pass. So I'm kind of glad I waited because now it's free on Game Pass to get a chance to check it out. And. I must say this game, uh, compared to the last one, is definitely an improvement. Because generally with these, uh, you know, these UFC games, they've always kind of been kind of hit or miss. And, uh, you know, the differences between them have not been that great. It's just like one little thing here, one little thing there. But with this one, it looks like they, 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 you know, they did an overall, overhaul on the whole, a lot of the mechanics. Like the, like the you know, submission mechanics are, are simplified. Mm-hmm. And... I like that because you can just jump straight into it. Um, someone that's you know, yeah. 
just jumping in for the first time can kind of can still you know understand what's going on and avoid the submissions and stuff like that which is good and i mean the game prompts you and everything but it's easy enough that if you have any knowledge of you know video games any high any high and eye hand coordination you can get through it so i like the, i like the overhaul on that i like the simplified um clinch mechanics as well they simplified the clinching uh so that you know as soon as characters get too close just kind of you know just clinch up for the most part and they, they you know you can push your opponents back to the cage or you know can push off the cage very simply very easily and i i like i like the the fluidity of it too as well because one thing they did with this one is that they made it as you know make the transitions as fluid as possible from whether you're stand up to clinch to back against the cage to you know takedowns very fluid and it, it's a little bit more quicker too as well as far as like the, the combinations you can throw and they have a little bit more impact on them from yeah comparing them to the last UFC game yeah definitely that's always been a uh, I guess a, a negative on the game is like the impact mm-hmm. sometimes they you know they don't, they don't they don't feel like the punches don't feel like they hurt you know what I mean yeah that's been a, a complaint for the, the the past UFC games but this one I definitely see you know Punches definitely have more impact, and you know, I guess they amp up the sound effects. And you know, when you really hit somebody, you know, you get some screen shakes and stuff. So it, it, it's they def- they definitely did a good job when it comes to that. I like the like you mentioned the fluidity of the movement. Um, they have a lot of things in there, so it like, things seem like a an organic transition as opposed to playing a game on all right, you do this now, you do this now, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they do it; they have it more. Organically, so things look more like a, a real, a, real, a realistic fight. Yeah. Which, believe it or not, you know, you know, it's as simple. Oh, not that simple, but the way that game is is shaping up is like, from a fighting perspective, it's there's probably not better fighting game mechanics in a when it comes to realistic fighting in a game than that one. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, and and that, that that's saying a lot. I mean, considering that you know. It's it, it's a fight. You you start it just like you know any other fight, and if things aren't going your way on the feed, you can take it down. You know, there's there's always there's always a way to win. Just like you know, a real fight. So, and it, it is UFC. So, and it, it, it's everything is very well executed. I mean, it's it's not a. I wouldn't say it's a ten out of ten by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but it's still, as far as the experience goes, it's still exactly what you want it to be. It's a game that you can jump in fairly quickly and the learning curve is not that steep like the other ones well, the other ones you have to learn how to you know not only did you have to learn like certain to do certain kicks you'd have to hold like a bunch of sometimes sometimes kick, kick you have to hold like, hold, like three, three different or, buttons yeah. three or four buttons mm-hmm, yeah this one there is some of that but it's not as extensive as the, how it used to be it's a little bit more simplified so you do hold buttons based on where you want to attack and stuff like that and um, I like the the countering system too. The countering system is, is 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 well done on this one as well. So you can check kicks, and like checking kicks can injure the other person too as well. I like that because that's you know the way it should be. It's the way it should be, and and you can catch kicks, you know, get into takedowns, and it's 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 pretty fluid. I like it. Its overall experience is very enjoyable. Um, definitely going to be getting into a lot more of that um, this week. Uh, maybe I start a career. Oh, who knows? Maybe start maybe start the career mode. I do plan on streaming it at some point, so I uh, went through the trouble yesterday of trying to try my best to create myself in, in the video game. Didn't execute as 
much as I would like to, but I, I would say it's about 80% accurate. Yeah. It's not bad. But what I like about this one is that you can always go back and tweak it. Because in the past one, once you made a character, the character was made. That was it, yeah. So this one, I like that you can go back and you can, you know, still make alterations. So I'll look and, you know, when I see things that could be adjusted, I'll, I'll adjust them. And But yeah, so maybe sometime this week, if you want to jump on the, the Twitch stream, I'll be on there um, getting into some fights. Either online or just does, CPU. Who doesn't enjoy a good fight, right? There you go. It's like just tuning in to watch some UFC, but, you know, without all the dire consequences. There you go. But yeah, I'll definitely recommend this game. Um, as far as if, if I was to rate it so far, and this is just, this is my early, you know, only playing it for probably roughly about an hour or so. Um, I would say as of right now, I'd give it a seven. Seven that's, out of ten. That's fair. Seven out of ten would be my. This is just my preliminary. Just look at it. You know, this is what I'll give it. And. It's again, like I said, it's a game that anyone can just kind of jump into if you you know. Once you, I mean, granted, there is somewhat of a learning curve, curve, but once you grasp that, okay, I hold this button to hit hair, 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 and then then, then you can just kind of go to town. But um, yeah, fun game. Definitely a fun game. But um, yeah, definitely um, definitely worth checking out. But um. Speaking of checking out, there's a a mobile game that I've been, you know, has been taking up a lot of my time. And when it comes to me and mobile games, I there's so many mobile games right now, and like mobile games are not what they used to be. There's a lot of mobile games now that are way more in depth than you know past mobile games. And for me, I always like, you know, I always see them, and I'm like, you know, I I rather keep all the major games and you know I'll, I'll i'll save that for my console experience you know what i mean like i don't need to be you know i don't need to be grinding dungeons in a on a mobile game you know what i mean it's like but at the same time you know i do appreciate you know the different level of mobile games i've been seeing lately mm-hmm. there's a there's a bunch of not just um demanding mentally in terms of you know what you have to do in the game and you know figure stuff out puzzles stuff like that but graphically like there's been some really some really good in, uh, steps that's been taken to you know really jump up the graphics in, in mobile games mm-hmm. to the point where you know it kind of blurs the line where you can't even tell before you could have tell you know yeah this is a mobile game because of the graphics yep. they do well but now they're they're really pushing that envelope but anyway I say all that to say you know I've always kind of like alright I'm I'm good on mobile games. When it comes to mobile games, for me, I, I try to stick to more like puzzle games, more you know, simple stuff that I could you know jump in, jump out, you know. Yeah. Not worry too. Not worry a whole lot about just you know. If I win, I win. I lose, I lose. Kind of thing. I cannot really pay a whole lot of mind into it. But um, bumped into this game um, called Smash Legends, and you know, just from the title, you know, I, I saw the title and I said it had Smash in the title, and I was like, that's interesting. When I saw the trailer, it actually had a faint resemblance of Smash in that, you know, you have to knock people off the stage, kind of like, and when they fall off the stage, they, it does have that same animation like Smash. I was like, well, this is interesting. <laughs> now, it is from a top-down perspective. So, you know, it, it 
from that from that in itself, I was like, okay, well, this is like you know a different take on Smash. Um, checked it out, and I, I've been playing it for almost about a week now. It's it's mm-hmm. definitely been taking up a lot of my time. Um, very unique game in terms of you know. Well, when I say unique, it's not unique that you you haven't seen a game like this before mm. in the, in that sense. But I guess maybe unique wouldn't be a good word. But the <laughs> the character design of the game is very interesting because they a lot of the characters are based off of you know fairy tale characters. Mm-hmm. So you have like you know Peter Pan, Captain Hook, oh Cinderella, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's their own take on it, so it's not, you know. And the the graphics are definitely very anime, cel shaded, you know, has a really really good look to it. But one thing I will say is that, oh well, well before I get into that, the gameplay is essentially, you know, your you have your your your, your king of the hill, or your, in the game they call it dominion, where you there's a, a place on the map you have to hold down, mm-hmm. you know, long you hold it down you win kind of thing. You have your, your team deathmatch. There's even a battle royal mode, which is very interesting. It's a very quick jump in, jump out kind of battle royal. Um, but that means that the, the, the gameplay is one that it's 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 very easy to grasp because each character has you know it, it is. It's like real-time battle, so it's like each character has their their own moves and special moves that they, they can do and and pull off. But doing moves in the air gives you different moves, so it kind of opens up different combo potentials. Now, I have you know, I, I know people that actually play this game as well because after I started playing it, I started you know inquiring about it, and I know people that played and I've, I actually gave it to some people to try, and some people have argued that you know you you should be able to to cancel special moves into your ultimates and stuff like that but I could see why that's not in the game because in the game because once you start doing combos and the game locks you mm. you know then you're guaranteed to get, be hit by these moves you know as opposed to right using it at the right time because you, you still can combo mm. you just can't special move cancel so it's like you have to use your moves at the right time if you're gonna juggle you have to juggle at the right time and there is you, even though you can't cancel the moves, sometimes you can still combo into them. Like it would still combo because you know characters in a, a, a fallen state or whatever, you know. And there's and you have to really play with each character to see where they're strong, where they're weak, because each each character um, combos differently. So, but yeah, very unique game. I, I definitely want to, you know, for for people that are more into mobile games, I would I would definitely recommend it. It's a free to play game. And the issue with most free-to-play games is the fact that, you know... Microtransactions? Microtransactions. Um, this one is no different. Is, I, it, is it, like, all cosmetic stuff, or just... Uh, uh, for the most part, yes, it's all cosmetic. There are... Like, the latest character they just brought out is behind... Is, like, a, a battle pass type thing. Mm. I think you can get her without it, though. Or they might release her later, but... For the most part, you know, all, all the is, is cosmetics and you know, to get loot boxes to then get characters. Like you, you can get loot boxes outside of spending money. 
that will help you unlock characters, or you could buy the loot boxes and it'll unlock characters for it, you know. So you don't necessarily have to spend money. I haven't spent a dime yet. Um, but I've been tempted a few times, but I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to hold off because there because the, there are different skins and stuff. You know, all these you know microtransaction games are going to give you a bunch of different things to spend your money on. So mm-hmm. there's cosmetic skins. There's actually um, animate like battle animations, like you know, you know, the, the, hit, the hit animations and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, elimination animations. There, there's there's stuff to spend your money on. Like Brawlhalla kind of. Uh, In a sense, yeah. There's stuff to spend your money on. Um, but yeah, very very cool game. I, I like the look of the game. I like one thing I will say also is like each character feels really good. Like I was surprised that you know because when you, when you see the game, you look at the game, you, you can kind of get an idea of how certain characters will play. And you're like, oh, I'm good. But when you actually play that character, you're like, hmm. like each character feels really good. And really, really fleshed out for for the most part. Uh, you can, as long as you understand what your character can do, you can really, you know, play to their strengths and really have a good time with literally any character. I, I, literally every character I play with, I've had a good time with. So, so for if, if you guys are looking for something to do on your your phone, Smash Legends is there. It's very easy to play game. Very easy to understand what's going on. Um, but in in its simplicity, it still has you know a little bit of depth, you know, something for people to enjoy. Yeah, uh, it's very very resemblant of Smash and Brawlhalla, but just a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, aesthetically, it's uh, it is pretty pretty anime, pretty very anime. Cool. The, the character designs are great. I really like every character design. Like, and like I said, they're they're all based off of you know fairy tale characters. Um. And I just like the different takes on it. Like, for instance, like Snow White, for instance, is a guy. Very interesting. But, you know, animes always blurred the line on, you know, male, female, you know. Ambiguity. Archetypes, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's just different things like that. You know, it's very, very unique. Hmm. Smash Legends. Smash Legends. If you're looking for something new to play on your, on your mobile phone, there you have it. Definitely recommend it, especially if you're into anime and stuff like that it's it, the, the game has a good presentation so yeah and they also let you try out each character before you even get them so you can go in the when you, when you go on the character select screen you can actually you know try out the character a bunch of dummies in there you can kind of you know get a feel for how the character plays but I find even doing that like I thought I had an idea of a character but when you play them in, in real game they you know you you kind of see what certain things why certain things are the way they are and stuff like that so very mm-hmm. cool there you go. Uh, I've been seeing a couple of trailers drop this week. Um, a game kind of popped up on my radar that's uh, pretty interesting as well. Um, seems to be right now uh, just coming off for PlayStation and PC. But it's, uh, it's an interesting game called uh, Tribes of uh, Midgard. Tribes of Midgard, yeah. that's. I don't know if anyone have ever heard of it. Um, it's, it's, it's been kind of flying under the radar. It's been around for, you know, yeah. it's, been, it's been in the making for a while. It's uh, slowly coming to release. I think pretty soon. I think this month, if I'm not mistaken. I see a, a lot of YouTubers making videos on this game now. Seems to be, you know, it seems to be the next big thing. Well, not maybe not big thing, but you know, it's, it could definitely be something you can throw on the in, on, you know in the rotation. Yeah. Um, again, first off, aesthetics. You know, it's kind of cel shaded for the most part. Graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, what? It's a very interesting game because it's a cross between a. A tower defense game and an RPG. Yeah. 
which is you know kind of interesting. The game is you know, there's that. Well, another interesting thing about it that I, that I found very interesting is that it's it's a ten person co op game, and not I'm not, I'm not talking PvP. It's ten person <laughs> as part of a tribe, you know, building up this base that things are coming to attack. So you have you know center of the base. You can you know game starts. You all can go. You all can go your different ways. Gather resources. Do what you got to do and everything. To then bring back these resources to build up, you know, defenses, tower defenses, stuff, and then, you know, I think it even has a day and night cycle as well. And this is just based off of the trailer and you know the, the videos that I saw of the game. Things come to attack your your base, and you got to defend it for the most part. Not to defend it, and of course, you know, you get your drops or whatever, and then you can go off and kind of rinse and repeat. And the cool thing is, it's there's a there's a survival mode. Which can essentially go on forever. <laughs> so you can have your, you know, your base and whatnot, and you you can like, essentially like you and your tribe can be like I guess taking shifts, if you will. <laughs> like you can have this server going, and just you know, you guys are just surviving, just kind of keeping it going for as long as you can, as things you know destroy. But it's up to ten people, the server, and although you can't, yeah, it is dedicated servers. So you can, you know, put a password on your server. Always, you know, it's just you and your your trap can, you know, mm. access it. And essentially, you guys can just, you know, build up this this town, if you will, and just defend it from evil. Defend it from evil, which I find very interesting. Um, definitely one worth checking out. Um, I wish it was on Game, but it was for Xbox and Game Pass, because then you know you could. Yeah, the, you know, it's definitely. You know, you can definitely check it out for free, but it's on, it's uh, coming out for PlayStation, so we'll, we'll definitely, if you want to check it out, we don't have to, have to spend that coin, which is whatever. I mean, you know, game developers need to you know, make their money too as well, but it seems like something, you know, worth checking out. De- definitely the concepts are definitely interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like, I guess, you know, that, you know, Viking mythology, like Greek mythology, Yeah. You know. Yeah, based I mean, on the title, you could. If you, did, you mean by based on the title, you could, you could definitely tell. You know, uh, I'm interested to see what, the, what different types of weapons and stuff are in that in, in the game. Yeah, there's different classes and they all have different abilities and they all play differently. So, it's 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 one of those games where I mean, I, I would love to see how long people can have like a, like a, a game going. Uh, I think it would, it would be kind of interesting, but it would kind of suck that you you know, you're putting all this effort into this game and like you know. You leave some person in, in charge, charge and then yeah, they sk- <laughs> they mess the whole thing up. Yeah, that would be upsetting. But it's just one of those games, man. It could, it's very interesting. Game, I mean, game developers are getting getting pretty creative as far as uh, what they're doing. And speaking of that, I've been actually thinking about getting back into getting back into game creation. You know, it was also you know a passion of ours. Yep, something we always did and played around with. Thinking about maybe. Maybe developing something for, you know... Yeah, I mean, we've always, you know, went down this road and... Dabbled. Dabbled in, you know... If we should, you know, make a game, what type of game, all that kind of stuff, and... That bug is definitely still there. I think it will always be there. Yeah. Um, who knows what we eventually come up with, but... I think, well... As things get gets going here, you know, that's something that's... We'll definitely be looking into as far as you know, executing on 
couple of ideas that we have. A couple of ideas I have rolling around in my head. But uh, I saw another interesting trailer this week as well. Um, apparently, there's a RoboCop game. Yeah. That's on the horizon. Yep. Didn't see any gameplay, of course, but yeah, just based off of the trailer, I'm interested. I'm like, surprised it took this long. That's a good point. I mean, RoboCop is one of those titles that's been around forever. And they always find a way how to stay relevant, you know, yeah. with you know recent movies and everything. But obviously, the the the, the movies didn't do too well. The, mo- the recent movie, anyway, didn't do too well. And I think it's because you know they, of course, they try to you know yeah, redo the design. They're and trying everything. to redo the design. They're trying to you know make it more modern and stuff. But that old school classic RoboCop aesthetic is just what people love and enjoy. I mean, yeah. It's, as stiff as he was, and you know, I mean, you can give him some more mobility, but just keep the keep, keep true to the original aesthetic. I think that, that, that probably would have gone a long way. But the games actually look like it's keeping true to the original aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be interested to see how the game actually plays. I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't expect a AAA RoboCop game, but I'm I'm interested to see you know what this generation's RoboCop game would would, would look like. But obviously, it's still pretty early on in development, but as time progresses, I'm sure we're going to get something. Kind of see, you know, what it looks like, or... I wonder if it's going to be like an action shooter type thing, or first person, or... First person, I think, would be interesting. Kind of putting you in the HUD. Hmm, That would be. I wonder if it's going to be like an open world, like you got to stop crimes as they're happening, or you... That'd be interesting. That's always, you know, kind of sandboxy. If you oh, make it sandboxy, it'll, it'll give it some some reasons to check it out. Well, I, we'll see what they do. If they make it a sandbox game where you're, you know, because I mean, I've always, I mean, I've always, I've always had that thought of like, you know, a cop game where you know, like if you look at any, most of the superhero games are kind of have that that same, you know, where flying around or dri- or driving around and there's different crimes going on and stopping kind of thing. But think of the perspective of a cop, and if you're gonna do that, it might have the best cop there is you know which is a robocop so. <laughs> you know I, I could that would be like for me to be interested in the game it would have to be a sandbox game if it's you know you know, you know I mean obviously they want to tell their story and all and that, that could be in a sandbox game as well you know you have a your overarching story but you know like his main big bad that you know doing whatever whatever and you gotta get to him but to get to him you gotta you know figure out where he is and you gotta get his cronies and you know you know something along those lines I could get into it but if it's you know story based and you just you know follow the story you know different levels it would take a lot for me to really want to get into it yeah but if you're a RoboCop fan it's definitely that trailer was enough to you know, at least true. wet your whistle a little bit true but definitely something to look into as more um as more stuff drops on the game. But uh, this week, um, Black Widow came out. Black Widow. Uh, yeah, so um, Black Widow dropped this week. Uh, they did a kind of a simultaneous drop, both digital and in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an interesting move. Very interesting move. Um, it kind of shows you where things are kind of heading. I like the fact that they did. They, they, I think they tested the waters with that, and and 
from what I understand or from what I've been hearing, it, it went very well for them. Mm. Like extremely, like better than they expected. And I could see that because a lot of things people don't take into consideration is like, there's a lot of people that will rewatch movies over and over. There's, um, there's definitely people that have watched the movie, like they bought it at home and, you know, watched it and probably enjoyed it and then you know, maybe you're at the mall or something, or maybe you're you're hanging out with friends. And you're like, oh, let's go catch a movie. And like, what do you want to watch? And maybe there's a big group of them that have not seen the movie. And then you know, they get together and that same person as well. You know, so there's there's different things like that that could happen. I don't know how much of the numbers it actually makes up, but they they said the the box office um, box office numbers are looking good. Mm, it's good there, even with you know the digital release. The digital release. So, because Marvel movies always been you know. Well, a lot of people have actually, you know, like to rewatch them. Like, so people do two and three and four rewatches. So true. Digitally, you know, probably didn't hurt it as much as they thought it would. But getting into my overall take on the movie, um, spoiler free, of course. Yeah, I guess we'll do it spoiler free because it's still, <laughs> it's still fresh. Still very fresh. There's still a number of people that have not seen it. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, the movie was, it was good. Yes. It wasn't great, but it was good. It was still an, it was, it was, it was an enjoyable experience. Um, my thoughts on some of my likes and my dislikes, I guess. Uh, I liked some of the characters like, uh, uh, what was her, her sister? Yeah, Florence Pugh. I forgot the character's name, but the, the actress' name is Florence Pugh. Um, she did a good job. She did a great job. Um, Superb job. Yeah, she was. She was the kind of actress that you, you, like you could sense her motivations. You, you, you kind of fell in love with her in a sense. You saw her emotional side. Mm-hmm. You saw her funny side. You know, she showed a lot of different sides of herself. And you know, in, in, in mm-hmm. the, the times that she was on screen. Comedic, so, her, her comedic timing was on point too. Yeah, very well executed. A lot of other things she did. Very, very well. I, I, her character kind of made the movie in a sense. Yeah. I mean, I could see how. I think that role. I when, when you first watched the trailer, you uh, kind of had a feeling that that role would probably be for the father. Mm-hmm. You know, because in the trailers, you know, he you could see you know where they try to make him funny and stuff like that. And for the most part, I thought he would have been that character, like. The comic relief, the comic relief, as well as the—I mean—and he was—he had his moments, but I thought he would—I thought he would have been like that character that people fall on. Because in, in every movie, there's always—at least for me—I always try to look for characters outside of the main characters that kind of help the movie come along. Like, you mm-hmm. know. and I thought he would have been that for the most part, but she definitely, she definitely took up that role and definitely killed it. Yeah, I think, you know. Considering everything that's happening in the MCU and everything, and of course, you know, we we all know. I mean, by now you watch Endgame, you know, that um, Black Widow dies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the baton has definitely been passed. It has. It's definitely been passed, and in, and in a good way too. Like I, the future of the MCU is is shaping up, and it's. I, I like to see the train rolling. You know what I mean? Obviously, it doesn't it's not going to look the same. You know, two three years from now, you know things are definitely different. But 
the fact that the train is still rolling is, is, is to me is an, is an amazing feat in itself mm-hmm. and like you said the baton has definitely been passed and not well don't want to do too much spoilers but you know you, you guys definitely need to watch the movie because I'm, I'm really trying not to <laughs> you know um, I like I like the direction the MCU is going in in terms of what they're, what, what, what they're setting up I like it, but I'm I'm also curious as to which direction they're going. What what the direction actually? I mean, we have an idea what the direction is, but yeah, seeing whether it's you know Dark Avengers or th- the Thunderbolts, or maybe some kind of hybrid of the two. Yeah, I mean, and again, trying to do as, as spoiler free as possible, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of that going on in terms of you know what could be next for the MCU mm-hmm. and it's good I think man it's really hard to do this weather free huh just to <laughs> say what's on your mind really hard to say but I mean anyway it's it's fine um, a lot of things I did not like about the movie I will say um, well I mean let's let, let's 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 take the legs first before we get to Let's the, the legs. Okay, I like knock out all the legs. Okay, what I, what I liked about the movie is it was definitely, and I think this is what Scarlett Johansson wanted the movie to be, and I think she succeeded in that. It's a movie for little girls to have their superhero or their hero, if you will. Yeah, I can see how you know girls can you know it's kind of woman empowered type thing because it was it was definitely, definitely female heavy in the cast thing it was it, it, but it was done not like other movies that try to do the same thing for instance you know I mean, this is probably a very terrible example but the, the the female ghostbusters that was very trying to be woman empowering but it was just overkill all the men were idiots and you know mm-hmm. it it, it it definitely didn't do that, and obviously the MCU would not do something that terrible because that movie bears not mentioning. But <laughs> I, it, it wasn't to me. It wasn't overkill. It wasn't. It wasn't forced. I mean, the, the only way there's only one thing that I feel like they overdid when it comes to the woman empowering that I didn't like, and that was Taskmaster. Without spoiling too much. Um... I think if they, I think the uh, the thought process behind Taskmaster and the idea behind him definitely definitely played too much into the woman empowerment thing. Whereas if they went more comic accurate, more comic accurate, it would have been a better, it would have been a better vibe. I hear you, and because to me that that took away from it from you it, it, did, it definitely took away but it, it, it and it also didn't need to be I I hear you on that um yeah I can, I can I can see where you're coming from with that but some of the other things like I like, like the action scenes were, were, were pretty good for very well choreographed mm-hmm. I did like the um I did like the the opening scene it was pretty, it was pretty dark like the opening, like you know, mm-hmm. credits. It was a very dark. 
kind of vibe. The, the, the movie, uh, yeah, it definitely had a dark tone very early on, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. And to me, to me the, one of the best parts of the movie was that opening credit scene. Opening credits rolling, because, I mean, the score was great. You know, it was, great, it, was, yeah. uh, you know, it was a cover on um, Nirvana's um, song, but it was resung by. I, I, I did hear who the person that resung yeah. it. But it, it was very well done, and it, was, it set a very dark tone for the movie, and I know it was showing all these, you know, young girls getting trafficked, trafficked, and uh, all this, you know. Very adult yeah, themes. It, it, it was interesting seeing like seeing Disney actually go there. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, that got me excited about the movie. I kind of, getting into, so I didn't like, I kind of wish the whole movie kind of took on that kind of a tone, if you will. Or at least that they sprinkled that throughout. They yeah, they didn't like it. It definitely since like after that part, it, it definitely like lightened up a little bit. Yeah, a lot. But I think it was just you know it, I think it was well done in that you know it, it couldn't have been too dark. I mean, as much as you know, I, I the movie is for everybody. So yeah. we, it, it, if the movie's gonna be for everybody, it has to be for everybody. If 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 it was too dark throughout, you know, I feel like a lot. Not only would you know, some parents, you know, have an issue with it, but it, a lot of things, a lot of it would go over some of the younger viewers' head, and they wouldn't, you know, they would either tune out or tune out or grasp, maybe grasp too much of the story. And that's you know, you don't. Yeah. It's still, it's still has to be an enjoyable experience for for everybody. So. I hear you. That being but, um, said, you know, but like, yeah, like yeah. I, I like, like you said, I, I like that you know, girls have their superhero now because there's you know, so many black widows, all different nationalities. That was great. Because now anyone that puts on a Black Widow costume, you can't say, oh, Black Widow's not black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, for those aspects, you know, it was good. Um, getting back to what we don't like, what, what I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like the... Well, I shouldn't... Should I go that deep into the story? I didn't like the, the overall... I, I didn't like how things were being resolved as far as... The Nanites... Mm. I didn't like that too much in the sense that it, I think it was a kind of a cop-out solution. It was. As opposed to, you know, the psychological effect of these girls being dropped and everything. 100%. I, w- I wish that they would kind of dive on the psychology of that and, you know, you know, yeah, these girls went through this traumatic thing and, you know, now they have to, you know, deal with the psychological as opposed to just this, you know, cookie-cutter solution type thing. 100%. That um, I didn't like. But I could see. Wh- I mean, again, being that it's for all ages, <laughs> they had to simplify. It. They had to simplify it because then you know that that would going through the, the psychological part of it, you know, be a little difficult to to portray on screen without you know ruffling a few feathers. I think I hear you. Um, but overall, you know, great movie and everything. I wish it did have some more action though. It was for for a two hour movie, you know. I mean, once you once you once you see that kind of length on a movie, you got to know this because they're gonna flesh it out, and that they did. Yeah, that they did, but uh, I wish they, I wish they had more action. But that's just me, you know. Based on you know how the trailers looked and everything, there was I was expecting some over the top action and stuff, and although there were some, there were some great you know action scenes, action sequences. I just wish they had us a little bit more, but that's just me. But overall, I think it was still, you know, a great, enjoyable experience. 
it definitely set up what's next for the MCU in a sense, but not the the major major. Well, it could probably could be major stuff. I mean, what they're setting up is is interesting, mm-hmm. but I I do think Loki is setting up the major major stuff. Yeah, I I think what Black Widow is setting up is still some ways away. I think what Loki is setting up is more going to be more you're going to seek sooner mm-hmm. with the recent movies that's coming out but I'm interested to see how both those things tie into each other if at all if at all yeah but speaking of Loki yeah uh, what I like about Mar- Marvel Marvel always plays the, the long game mm-hmm. which they're not afraid to which is great which DC should have done but but yeah Loki last episode it was episode 5 right Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so apparently this episode that's coming out this week is the last episode. It's the last episode, yep. So I was correct in my initial thoughts that it is going to be a six hour, I mean a six episode thing. I thought maybe because of the length of some of the episodes that they were going to stretch it out, but that, that seems to not be the case. So it is going to be a six episode yeah, uh, like series, like which is pretty short, but it's, you yeah. know, it's good. Like like we spoke about um, early on when the series started, like it, it picked up very quickly. So I was like, hmm. It's probably going to be a short show, huh? Well, yeah. But uh, what it looks like with, with these um, the Disney Plus shows, is they're pretty much just stretching out a movie. And the good thing about doing it the way they're doing it is that you can dive more in, do some more character development within the span of six hours versus two hours. Yes. So I like that, and I'm I'm a little concerned that the shows are going to end up being better than the movies for that reason. Mm. Because now with these shows, again, like I said, you can really get into the character and their motivations and their development versus trying to rush it. Not only that, but the, the, and the budget for these shows seems to be pretty high too. Like. Yeah, they're, 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 they're movie quality. Again, they're, they're, they didn't spare any expense. And these are top actors too as well. So, you know, they're getting their, their full due. So... It's just it's just interesting, but that I mean, as, as much as that's a concern of mine, I still love the shows. The shows are fantastic. All, I mean, some people didn't like other Marvel shows, and some of them, some of the others, like for example, WandaVision felt more of like a show, mm-hmm. whereas Loki feels like a, a episodic movie, if you will. It definitely feels like a MCU movie. So now with now with that. This last episode had a ton of Easter eggs, which I absolutely loved. I loved the the, the how they just hit you with a bunch of Easter eggs from a bunch of different you know, Marvel properties. properties you know, could be setting up some things, could be just one-off things, could be things just given the nature of where they were. That's just you know, just a little nod to certain things. It was it was great, great, great episode. And of course, we you know we're trying to avoid the spoilers, but. Obviously, all the questions are well. Not, yeah, all the questions are going to be answered in the next. Episode. All the questions will be answered in the next episode, <clears throat> and of course, you know, there's a couple of theories going around online. And I, I saw one that you know kind of makes sense, based on how Marvel does their stuff. I kind of feel like uh, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we're all hoping to see Kang show up. Um, based on the theories that I believe now, um, I don't think that'll be the case. Maybe he might show up in the like a. In the post credit scene, maybe? Yeah. I can see him showing up in a post credit scene. Um, but as a... Versus being, like, the big bad at the end. Yeah, because, you know, for... Why would you pay an actor to do one episode? You know what I mean? 
I mean, it's possible, but then is there... How can you have the big bad be in one episode and do him justice? There you go. Get all his motivations and everything out. So, obviously, the big bad is going to be someone that's... Already... Already established. Established. Already seen. Which is generally the way, you know, these Marvel shows go, you know. Thinking back on WandaVision and how, you know, mm-hmm. disappointed a lot of people were when, you know... Quicksilver wasn't Quicksilver and mm-hmm. you know it was Agatha all along kind of a thing um so yeah there is that yeah but with with this being the last episode again and how things are gonna seemingly play out I'm curious to see if there is gonna be a season 2 cause I did hear rumors of that that the show is so good that they might do another Loki show I don't know but where they're... I don't know where you'd go with that. I, yeah, I think I was thinking, like, if they do another Loki show, how would they spin it where it still ties into what's going on? I mean... I, I think they'd have to go over from the, the whole time thing. They would have... It's about... I mean, they need... They need. I mean, as much as, you know, enjoy the whole time thing, it's, it's time to go away from it because it... When you play too much with that, it, 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 it leaves the possibility for any and everything to happen, and it's like... There's no structure to to stand on and move forward because like anything and everything could be done, redone, undone. You know. Yeah. You need some some, some you need some more concrete stuff like okay, consequences for actions. Yeah. You know, and messing with time always you know erases all that. You know, so need some some of that. But I do like how Marvel is, I guess, giving you characters from. From other Marvel stuff, but done differently. In mm-hmm. that, you know, I mean, I, mean, I think it's safe to say. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but it is, there's no spoilers or anything. Um, we already mentioned the female Loki, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was that's yeah. already established. I mean, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say, that. but it's safe to say she's going to be in- Enchantress. <clears throat> and if you know Enchantress from the comics, you know, and from from Thor comics. You know, she kind of has the same aesthetics in that she's blonde, wears green, has green magic, has green magic, and she pretty much enchants people. So. And they and they keep going back to that word. You know, that's her power. So it's obviously she's going to be enchantress. Um, okay. Aesthetically, I wish her suit was a little bit more green, and I wish her hair was a little bit longer. If it's going to yeah, be enchantress, if it's going to be enchantress, yeah, which could still happen. Mm-hmm. Because she did ask Loki to make her a new, give her a new outfit, which I thought he was going to do in this episode, but maybe he'll do it in the end. Whatever. Maybe he'll do it in the end, or maybe they're setting it up for some some, some other property. I'm still so, so interested to see how things play out after this episode. Uh, the, the conclusion is going to be, I I think, based on how the last two episodes went, because remember before, not this episode just passed, but the one before that we were saying it was the best Loki episode. Mm-hmm. And then the one after that, like this one we just passed, was was pretty good. It was really good as well. So I think it's just building to this. The expectations are very high on this this episode coming up, yes. and I hope hope we don't get disappointed. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's 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 building. It's building to you know. Mm-hmm. But getting back to what you were talking about with, with Easter eggs, there's a lot of Easter eggs, um, a lot of different Marvel stuff that was kind of thrown in because of where they are. I guess kind of makes sense. Um. Without spoiling too much, there was 
I mean, it's not really. The Living Tribunal. Mm-hmm. There's a statue, or a, li- or a head of a statue, rather. Is it, like, uh, that's my thing. Like, is it the head, or is it a statue? It could be a statue, and it definitely looks like a statue. But, you know, there were some theories saying that, you know, because of where they were, that it could actually have been, you know... The actual living tribunal's head? Mm-hmm. Mm, it's possible. Very possible. I mean, I look... If you look at how... Yeah, you probably... That, 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 yeah, based on where they were, actually, where the head was, the, mm-hmm. was like, spotted... It could have actually, it, would, it could make sense. It could make sense. Like, why would the head be there? You know what I mean? Like, it's... Mm. Hmm, that does add, you know... Because the, the, the Living Tribunal was mentioned... I don't know if you... Well, I saw a video that they kind of brought back all the time. The Living Tribunal was mentioned. It was mentioned in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, before. So, you know, that, that character does exist in the MCU. And wasn't in... Um, Thor... One of the Thor movies, the one, the one with Hulk, mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Yeah, in Ragnarok, wasn't his? Wasn't there a, a statue or something of, of, of the head there as well too? Or am I mistaken that for something else? No, you were. I think what you're thinking. Well, the head, the head they showed the three different heads, but it wasn't the living. Oh yeah, yeah it wasn't. It was like Beta Bale like and, yeah, yeah. and all the different champions of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, could be interesting. I mean, I I, I do. As far as expectations for this episode, I do want to see more Easter eggs like that. Based on where they are, well, based on where they were. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. But so. I, I do want to see more Easter eggs. Well, for Marvels, that's always, you know, nods and stuff like that. And of course, I do, of course, all the questions will be answered as far as who the big bad is and their motivations and how things get resolved. And I do want to see what happens with Loki after all this, you know. Yes. If he survives, if he's going to. If he survives, be. does he join the main timeline? Now do we do we get Loki back that way in a sense? Yeah. How would that affect you know Thor and you know his family and everything that you know the new Thor movie that's coming out? Yeah. That's yeah what is Loki is going to be in it? Is he not going to be in it? Because that's, that's one thing to look at is that you know even though he he is not the same Loki from that timeline, he had his own development. You know, I like the way they did it so that if he was to bump into Thor again. He could still. No, but there still there still is a well. No, he did kind of see. Yeah, he did see. So yeah. The, so even if he does bump into Thor again, it's like they can continue where he left off. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know? yeah. Maybe maybe they're setting up for the new the, for the Thor movie that you know Loki will be you know come to Thor's aid and somewhere and Thor's gonna be like what the heck you know that'd be great to see whatever 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 happens you know we'll see and the. the the director, I forgot his name, for the, the for the Loki shows. Apparently, he, he's um. Obviously, he's doing a very good job with this. That he's done such a good job that they they actually brought him on to do um Quantumania. He's actually gonna be the director for Quantumania, I think. Interesting. So you know, Kevin Feige likes his work so much that you know. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. But I, I just kind of, if if that does play out in terms of like Loki coming to help Thor in the the new Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I would like it in the fact that we're seeing all the behind the scenes stuff. Because, like, if, if you never watch a show and you just see Loki show back up, you would think that that's one of those movie things where, you mm-hmm. know, miraculously this person's back. You know what I mean? And it's like, it kind of technically would still be that. 
but now you would just see everything that led up to that. You know yeah. what I mean? Which yeah. you never really see. Which is the same thing I was talking about with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Exactly. You saw, you know, mm-hmm. Sam get the shield at the end of, you know, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in the next movie, you're going to see him as Captain America. But then if you watch a show, you're going to see his entire development as how he actually got the exactly. shield. So, so I, again, I, I like that they're, they're, f- they're trending to follow that, that trend. And I see how it plays out, but everything looks like it's, it's going on that trend where it's like... You don't have to watch the shows no. to, to enjoy the movies, but if you do take the time to watch the shows, you get all this other all this backstory, other backstory and information that is not readily you know, there. So, But it, it's great. It just shows that Marvel knows what they're doing. Like you said, they're playing the long game. And to consider that, you know, where they are with the story and everything with, with Marvel... And the fact that they've they're so successful with the, the roster of characters that they have, there's so much more. Like, you're not even tipping the iceberg with the, the, all the characters that they actually mm-hmm. do have in their arsenal mm-hmm. and could use, and the stories that they could tell. And a part of me was worried about you know continuing and how you know MCU overarching story would continue, but you can always do you know prequels and things of the past, and you know you can dive into the X Men in depth can go into each character like there's so much they can do to just extend I, I, this I really wish they would just announce what they're doing with X-Men cause it's like you know they're working on it it's 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 it's, 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 it's well over overdue you know, it's overdue and not only that but it's, it's you know it's everyone knows it's, it's going on it's, it's it's been well documented is what, what I meant to say let, let, let's, let's let's give us something because I really, like, I'm really dying to know how they're gonna do it because a lot of it should have already been done, but because it hasn't been done yet, things could still play out, you know, based on where they are in the MCU now. You know, I, I, I wouldn't, I would be slightly disappointed if they went back to do and did like, oh, they were here all along, kind of thing. I mean, it depends on how it's done. It, it can be done that way. I, like, there's ways you can do it. There's definitely ways you can do it. Apparently, the Eternals are supposed to set it up, from what I understand. I can't wait. Which, you know, for a movie that, you know, no one really had a lot. I mean, there's there's a lot of, like, casual Marvel fans that have no idea what the Eternals are. Mm-hmm. And even even real Marvel fans are still, like, that wasn't, you know, maybe their favorite comic book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Eternals. But I heard, and I think I mentioned it in a podcast before, like, they're extremely excited about how well Eternals is, is looking and, and performing. Like they're, I guess they're, 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 I guess they have, you know, they're testing it within, you know, whoever, I guess people are looking at it and everybody's blown away with how well Eternals is from what I understand. And I'm like, hmm. If it's good and it does, does set up like the X-Men, it's going to be a blockbuster. Easily. If it's a decent movie and it sets up the X-Men, we're talking blockbuster. Because everyone is excited to see how the X-Men are going to play out, how they're going to make their way into the MCU. And I can't wait. And like, I know you're concerned about, you know, them being there all along. I mean, it could just be a matter of them, you know, being, you know, fairly young, just, you know, students at this academy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they got inspired by the Avengers and what they're doing. And they eventually do some stuff. And then they can kind of show you, like, if they, they can kind of backtrack and kind of show you like where they were when certain events were happening and how, you know... Mm. You know, th- th- there's ways you can do it. And I- I'm pretty sure there are going to be some tie-ins whenever they do do it, but... 
I just can't wait to see what they do. And, and and Hugh Jackman has been hinting at. I've been hearing a lot of that, and I, I, I don't want it. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm on the fence about it, but I don't think, I don't think he is going to be it, Wolverine. Because obviously they're, they're, they're going to cast a younger Wolverine so that they can extend this. They're not going to exactly. cast exactly old Hugh Jackman to, yeah, exactly. to continue the MCU. But the fact that they're, you know, he and, in, and Kevin Feige are in talks, I don't know if they're going to have him kind of coach this this new actor or if he's going to play some other role or if he's going to make like a cameo appearance or something. Maybe he'll show up in Quantumania as old man Logan. Because it's going to be... We want to see that Deadpool-Wolverine interaction. And every, every, I mean, everyone wants to see the, the, the Hugh Jackman Wolverine mm-hmm. interact with you know, Ryan Reynolds, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Because with Deadpool, you can do anything. So maybe he's going to show up in a Deadpool property, just kind of. Because mm-hmm. Deadpool, even though he's in the MCU, he's, he's Deadpool. He can, be, mm-hmm. he can be anywhere. You can do whatever you want with him. So, But yeah. Interesting to see how things play out. Um, can't wait for things to, start to, to get more info, info, you know what I mean? 100%. And it's going to start with and Black Widow. I, was, I couldn't wait for Black Widow because it definitely set up what's going on for forward. Every movie from now, here on out, is going to do just that. So all we can do is wait. You know, Black Widow. Black Widow is going to get its due, and then we'll see. Shang Chi, and then we'll go from there. Yep. But um, yeah, it's a good time to take a quick little break. We'll uh, come back and get into some fight talk. Lots to cover there. So yes, there is. Stay tuned. All right, the giveaway code for this week is IBXY8R. That is IBXY8R. Enter that into the giveaway link to get your additional entries into the giveaway. You're welcome. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to $10, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated. And we're back gonna go straight into this fight talk and uh yeah quite the interesting card over the weekend it was stocked full with action top to bottom i must say uh five out of five uh fight card yeah it was definitely uh, all around top-notch fight card i mean from start to finish was was good very eventful um even from the first early prelim we're just gonna go straight into it now, the very first early prelim was fireworks. Jerome Rivera was really putting it on um, Zumagulov, but just got caught. Zumagulov just got a hold of that neck, and that was it. That was literally it. And unfortunately, Jerome Rivera, I guess, is coming off with some losses, and this just adds to that. So hopefully, he's, I don't, I, it's, it's hard to see somebody stick around after four losses in a row. But 
But that one was a uh, tough one. Hopefully, the Yoto gives him a break yeah. on that one. Because that one, he was, he was winning. He was winning the tire fight. Just got caught. Um, he, looked, he looked good. He looked yeah. good. I think he, he can be competitive. He, he, looked, he, he looked like a UFC fighter. He, there's... There's less talented fighters still in the roster. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he can definitely be competitive with that, that, in that division. But unfortunately, he just, you know, got caught. And that's the game sometimes, you know? But anyway, um, Mario Akmedo versus Brad Tavares. Tavares win by split decision, but it was. Tavares, you know, is a guy that's been in the UFC for a long time, and he mm-hmm. was just putting it on uh, Amari. Um, I mean, Amari was, you know, battling through. I, I, I think it was a. They said split decision, but I, th- I thought it was unanimous. It should be unanimous. One of those judges was... I don't know what he was seeing, but whatever. Yeah, should have been unanimous. Um, Jennifer Meyer versus Jessica I. Great women's fight. Two top-notch lady fighters. And it was a bloody one. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer Meyer is definitely dangerous. She has those hands. Mm-hmm. And she can back it up with the grappling, too, as well, so... Um, she definitely I think she took Jessica I by surprise I mean Jessica I no been doing it a while you know mm-hmm. she looked good in her, her you know recently but this one I don't I don't think she's expected to lose to this one but yeah. Jennifer Maia is showing that she's still competitive and could you know could definitely make another run of the title for sure yeah I mean a big cut opened up on um, Jessica I's head from a headbutt yeah and it was her third eye pretty much yeah pretty much it was huge blood everywhere um, 13 stitches I said Mm. Mm. So yeah, that was a tough one. But yeah, I mean, I think this guy, she's uh, she's known for regrouping. But we'll we'll see. Um, don't want to say too much about her because eh. a loss, a loss. It happens sometimes, you know. Yeah, she'll be back. Um, Trevin Giles versus Duplessis. This fight was fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, Giles, Giles was uh, looking great. He 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 was, but he's. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, either they come with a karate background or they just come in try to be flashy, and they're coming in with their hands down and they they this is they not. think they can get away with it. And yeah, if you're a world class striker, at some point you can, but I think it's best to just stick to the fundamentals and work outside of the fundamentals because if not, you're gonna get caught. That's exactly what happened with him. Yeah, came with his hands down and he was doing great, and you know, with that flashy karate style, and you know, his, his hands were down and he got caught. That's it, and stuck around too. I, I felt like he was winning the fight even, but he was doing good. He was very competitive in that, in that, in that you know, that fight. But Duplessis showed him why you should keep your hands up. Anyway, moving on. Ryan Hall, we haven't seen him in so long. Finally got to see him fight, and. Seems like uh, he was... A one-trick pony? Yeah. He's in a little bit over his head. I mean, he isn't, but he is. Because he needs to work on more wrestling. And I think he... I think he's a better fighter than he showed. 100%. For whatever reason, he just insisted on... I, I think he, he took Tapuria too lightly. And he just well, felt like he, he could catch him with this move. He took he his was, grappling too lightly. Yes. He keep... He, he, Attempting the Imanari role over and over, and even different like, variations of it, different variations, and you could see it coming from a mile away. And it's like, okay, now it's time to like mix it up, you know, get in close, do some grappling, some standing grappling. You know what I mean? Yeah, do some clinch work, some or, clinch or, work, some or shoot know. even. But he, you know, he just insisted on this Imanari role, and it just never happened. And then 
At one point he tried it and uh, Taborius took him down and just pounded the brakes off him. And that was that. You know? Yep, and that was just about all he deserved because, you know, anyone else with, you know, or maybe he was battling some kind of injury or something. I don't know. It was just very odd to see. It was very odd to see. I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, maybe his corner knows, but I mean, I, I was I was hoping to see him get out of the first round to see what his corner, what advice his corner could give him, like, dude, what are you doing? You know, and probably give him some kind of game plan to get this guy down. Because I want, I want Ryan Hall to win, but, you know, that didn't happen. He got finished four minutes and 47 seconds in the first round, so. Then Nico Price, Michael Pereira. Exciting fight. Exciting fight. Michael Pereira is, is definitely, you know, He's starting to become, you know, a little more poised. Showtime, you know, but almost, you know, he 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 could, if he keeps on this trend, he'll definitely be must-watch MMA. But you know, he he still has a little bit of work to do as far as being, you know, effective offensively. He does a lot of flashy stuff, and a lot of it gets you know, it does get some gets some decisions, you know, it gets in the eyes of the judges and the fans. But he needs to be a little more effective. But again, the basics. Getting back to the fundamentals, and one thing about him too, he did a, he did attempt a, a backflip, mm-hmm. kind of a landing thing, and he did kick Nico on the head, which and he was grounded, and he was grounded. So technically, that's illegal, but I didn't see the referee address it in any way. But I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of rule against, you know, I don't know. It just seemed very odd that it wasn't addressed. But yeah, ultimately, uh, Pereira got the win. Uh, Nico Price, and I think I, to me, I think he he did a, he had a good fight. I yeah. You know, um, it to me it could have gone either way in a sense. Um, but yeah, Pereira definitely got, got the win. Um, Max Bang versus Carlos Max Bang Griffin versus um, Carlos Condit. Max Payne Griffin. Max Payne. Max Bang. Who I'm thinking? Oh, the guy I went to school with name was Max Bang. Yep. Sorry about that. Max Payne Griffin. Yep. Versus Carlos Condit. Interesting fight. Um, I was hoping to see Condit, you know, return to form and do his thing. Ultimately, he, and, he, and he got comfortable as the fight went on. But Griffin, I think, did just enough to to secure the decision. Griffin was being pretty um, offensive early. Mm-hmm. Started to slow down a bit, but again, he secured the, the victory. So. Griffin landed some good leg kicks, too. Mm-hmm. Bother, bothered Condit a little bit. He loosened his mouth. He loosened Carlos' mouth boost a couple of times too. Because um, yeah, because kind of does this weird thing when he after it's either after he strikes or he does a combination of he kind of like hangs it out a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I noticed that too. I don't know why he was doing that, but obviously if you're gonna loosen it up like that, then you know some of those strikes are gonna knock it out of your mouth. So, but yeah. Um, and then moving on to the main event, which um, this next main fight, card, I think. Main card. Well, main card. Um, fight that I think could have stole the night. I think it they, did. Well, it, it, it did. Well, it, it was trending that way, but then it, you know, it had a kind of a terrible result at the end. Of course, yes. we're talking about Sean O'Malley versus Chris Moutinho. Moutinho. And, um,. Sean O'Malley was showing, you know, his striking, you know, his high-level striking. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, being as cocky as he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Doing whatever he wanted. Flashy want. and doing whatever he wanted to do to this guy. But, man, the toughness of Montano was, Moutinho was just 
uh, for on full display. The guy was pretty much a zombie. Yep. Just would not stop coming forward. Wouldn't stop, never slowed down, just kept pushing forward. To the point where he started to, to wear on Sean O'Malley. Sean yeah. O'Malley got very tired in the second round. And in the third round, he was significantly tired as well. Because mm-hmm. like you're hitting this guy with everything. And it's like, what do you got to do to take him out of there? And that was the case throughout the fight. And then, unfortunately, you know, well, Sean O'Malley was landing a devastating combination on, on, on Motania. Because he was, again... No head movement, nothing. No head movement, nothing. He was just coming for you. He was taking everything Sean O'Malley had to offer. I'm sure that first round was 100%, you know... Accuracy. Landry, yeah. And, you know, the rep eventually her being just stopped, just jumped in and stopped it. I'm like, you know, it was four minutes and 33 uh, seconds into the round. You know, it's only 30, like 27 seconds left left yeah. in the round, you know. Could have just let it go. He could have let it go because if Sean O'Malley, to me, if Sean O'Malley was going to get that finish, I think he, he had need to earn it. Mm-hmm. Not have it gifted. I mean, not, not to say he didn't put in the work and he didn't do, you know. Yeah. But... For Chris, you know, Martinez had such a you know a tough showing in that you know he, he was just there, you know, showing that he would not go away, and that literally was his. It was a short notice fight for him, and that was his. That was his offering to the UFC. Is like, look, I'm a tough guy. Yeah, can't be stopped, kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think her being took that away from. Him. You know, if if he was to get stopped, he had needed to get stopped, stopped because he was proving that he can't be stopped. And I was going to go on record saying that he he did get stopped, even though, in my opinion, he didn't. You know what I mean? He, he I mean, maybe he's too tough for his own good, but I think Herb Dean yeah. got that one wrong, honestly. He did, and I'm sure if if Herb Dean was like you know maybe a little more aware at the time, he'd be like, "Oh, just let it go." But ultimately, he was just looking at what was in front of him. Yeah, and, and I mean, you see this guy is getting pieced up, you know. Yeah, got to protect him from himself. So hopefully, Matina could do better with some you know some head movement would do would do him some good. So. And he, he landed a few shots on, on O'Malley as well that I was yeah. like, huh. One of those, like, because we, we never really see O'Malley take some clean shots. So I was like, man, when these shots land clean and he knocks him out and wins this, we have a star in our hands, you know? But, Most definitely. But that didn't happen. But, you know, O'Malley just, just kept beating on him. Even after the fight, he was like, you know, his hands and his feet are so, like, he was in such pain just from beating on the guy. They were sore from beating the guy. So Exactly. So good on him, um, which proves like you know if he, you know maybe, fuck, I don't know anything could happen in those last twenty seven seconds. Maybe he, maybe it was too much. He didn't want to hit him anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ultimately leaves the opening, but and that was a battle of the colored hair, by the way, because O'Malley, of course, is known for his rainbow colored hair, and Latino has a uh, green, very very fluorescent green hair. Lime green here. He's done other colors in the past, like pink and yeah, blue and stuff like that. So Martinez, he's known for his color hair too, as well. So I'm sure we'll see, we'll see more of him. I hope so. I really hope so. They're definitely a tough guy. Then uh, Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya. It was a decent fight for as long as it lasted. Um, Alda- I don't know. Kunitskaya had nothing to offer her Aldana. I think I feel like. Aldana just has those hands. She has. Unfortunately, I didn't notice, but apparently she missed weight. Yeah, she did miss weight. So that kind of puts her in a tough position where, yeah, she did great and everything, but you missed weight, so it's hard for the UFC to reward you. you yeah, know what I mean, and in the press conference, Dana White actually was gonna like he was he was saying that he wants to give her some money, but then someone reminded him that he didn't miss weight, and, like he wasn't aware of that, so mm-hmm. she yeah, may yeah, not get that extra money. She's so. definitely not getting that extra money. So she, she, she all she had to do was make weight, and should have been been straight. 
true. But yeah, I mean, it's still showing she's got those hands, man. She's she she could be Amanda Nunes' tough fight, tough fight for Amanda Nunes. I mean, easier said than done, mm-hmm. but because Holly Holm has beaten her, yeah. So it's like, and you know, what's her name? Um, Amanda Nunes has beaten Holly Holm, so it's like. Could this be the paper rock scissors where now Aldana could beat Holly Holm? Could mm. beat uh, Nunes. Nunes, and then uh, MMA math doesn't really work out the way it's supposed to most of the yeah. time. So, at the end of the day, a fight is a fight. So, mm-hmm. and we will see. Uh, one person that did steal the show, I think, mm-hmm. is Tai Tuivasa. Tai Tuivasa definitely stole the show. Mm. Not, I mean, from from his walkout. Yeah, it's great. Walkout was great. Got got the crowd into it. Crowd was into it. He came out to um, Spice Girls, which was weird. But yeah, he did that. Came out to Spice Girls, you know, in his fun, jovial way as he always does. And you know, did did his you know his 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 little shimmy thing that he likes to do. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was you know. Greg Hardy. Sorry, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Greg Hardy. You know, his entrance was, you know, he was accepting the bad guy role. Like, it yeah. was weird to me. It's <laughs> like he was accepting a role that nobody really gave him, in a sense. Like, yeah, some people may talk, you know, shit about you, whatever, but that, that's not everybody's, you know, perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, maybe he heard people talking shit about him, and he's like, oh, this is how everybody feels about me, so I'm just going to be this bad guy role. And. I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, some people actually like you. You know, you're, you're, people are still looking to, to... Some people haven't cast any judgment yet. Yeah. They're still waiting to see what I was, you are. I was about to say, uh, most people really don't care. Like, you haven't done enough for people to care yet. Exactly. And he, for whatever reason, he feels like people do. So, he, uh, you know, he was coming out, you know, asking for people to boo him kind of thing. And it was like, mm-hmm. kind of weird because, like, people weren't even booing. They were like, mm, I guess. Don't like, care, yeah. Yeah, you know. That being said... Fight started. It was fireworks for the whole minute it lasted. Yeah. Um, I mean, he came out. Greg Hardy came out pretty aggressive. Actually landed on Tuivasa, rocked him, charged in for the kill, and Tuivasa said, "Uh-uh." Pieced him up, and this is why. Pieced him up, knocked him right out. I mean, he shut him off. Yep. In mid, like he was coming forward. His eye was nasty after that too. Shut him right off, like. You know, when it, when it comes to heavyweights, tracks. Yeah, when it comes to heavyweights, you know, all heavyweights feel they have this unstoppable power. They don't realize that all heavyweights have that unstoppable. You know, what I mean, I mean, some people like you know, Ngano, you can say yeah, has has a next level for sure. But you can't underestimate other other heavyweights' power. You know, you ha- you have to respect all heavyweights. Yep. And so yeah, just I, don't I, rush in. I feel like Ray Hardy kind of rushed in, mm-hmm. you know, and he learned that. Hopefully, he learned that. Paid the price. Um, Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. Oh well, I was gonna mention the showy. Oh, oh well, how can multi- we forget the multiple showies after Tuivasa got the victory? He began. He, he does multiple showies, and if you don't know what showy is, it's essentially where you take someone else's shoe off, pour beer in it, spit in it, and then drink it. Out of the shoe. Out of the shoe. Which is pretty disgusting. And he did a multiple. To he did multiple one, random people. Random people. Did one on top of the cage. Did one... On, did a couple of them go walk into the back. Yeah. One with hot sauce, even. Somebody spiked it with hot sauce. 
I was looking at that camera, I'm like, where are they pouring into it? And it was hot sauce, and it clearly affected him. So he had to do another one, I guess, to get that taste out of his mouth. It was it was very entertaining to watch. He, he's definitely going to be a crowd favorite moving forward. I mean, he, he kind of always was. But, but because now, of the, the magnitude, the of, this magnitude card, of this card, and the amount of eyes are on him. It's definitely going to, you know, skyrocket his popularity, I think. For sure. Next time they go to Australia, he's definitely got to be on the card. They need to do a card with him, Adesanya, and Whitaker all on the same card in Australia. It's going to be huge. Huge numbers. Yep. Arena, even. Stadium. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Then going into Gilbert Burns, um, Stephen Thompson. I actually felt bad for Stephen Thompson. This is like my least favorite fight in the cold card. Eh, no, no. I wouldn't say it's my least favorite. But they're... they're, they're it's, it's, it, it was... A bit of a letdown. Out of the main cards, on the main, on the main, yeah. on the main card, yes, definitely. Yes, yes, I'll, I'll give you that. Cause um, Burns didn't show much. I mean, even Dana White wasn't pleased so much with his performance. Um, Burns did enough to win. Burns did enough to win, but uh, against uh, against a dangerous Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy is a dangerous guy, and he it, it, whenever it, people fight him, they fight that way. They fight that way. This is what you get when you fight Wonder Boy. Because if you don't, you get knocked out. And people are starting to see that now. So the way to it's tough. The way to fight him is you gotta kind of help 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 him lead. Because mm. if if you decide to get aggressive and you're you're leading the dance, like try to lead the dance, he's gonna counter you and knock you right out. Yeah. But, so um, it made for a tough, hard to watch fight because it was like a lot of waiting on both sides, and then barely a lot of barely any action, and then it's like now Thompson has to lead, but. Burns is also trying to counter with takedowns. Mm, yeah. So it was, you know, it was, it was just kind of a strange fight. And Burns got the win, yeah. And, you did know, just enough to get the win. Did just enough to win. He did take. He did end up taking him down a few times. That he, I guess he, you know, take that as for his moral victory or whatever. Yeah. He t- you know, not a, lot, not, not a lot of high-level wrestlers were able to take down Wonderboy. Um, Wonderboy. And he did, so hats off to him for that. But ultimately, he didn't, you know. Do themselves any favors winning the way he did, but no, it is what it is. He just had a title fight anyway, so he has time to, to work, work his, his way, way back, back up. up so, yeah. and now getting to the main event where a lot of the uh attention is on, of course, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Yep, and I'm guessing you know, if, if you're anybody, you probably see the memes by now. The result is what it is, and it's you know. It was definitely, you know, compelling. I mean, the, the world was watching. And, yeah, Conor broke his foot. Conor McGregor snapped his foot. Which is... The most awkward thing. Like, he, he snapped his foot st- taking a bad step, pretty much. Well, yeah. well there's, he, a, there's a lot more than that. There's a, there's a lot of, you know... People are saying, you know, you know maybe Dustin checked one of his, his things... Some people were saying, you know, it was an elbow, you know. There's a lot of different... Well, it, what, what, you, you, you could see it, actually, because I actually watched the fight again, mm. and it was an elbow. It was the elbow? It was 100%. You see it break. And even when he stood on it, I'm surprised it didn't bend then, because it broke and he still was able to stand on it. Oh, wow. And really? then when he went to throw the, 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 the punch again is when it is kind of fold underneath him, but... Interesting. Um, yeah, because I'm, of course, huge Conor McGregor fan, so I, I dive into everything Conor McGregor, so... Hmm. Apparently, 
some something but even outside of that something happened in in training where he had issues with that same foot when they they even went to I don't know if it was checked or whatever but they went to get an MRI on it but they didn't see anything on the MRI so well, maybe something was happened happened then so had like a hairline so then when he he threw it was right after they he got up mm-hmm. he threw a tee but he didn't throw it his traditional way where he he thrusts it out he kind of flicked at the knee mm. and it, you see it wrap around Dustin's elbow which I guess it was so hyper the event you, you, you couldn't you, you, you couldn't see it in real time watching it again after the adrenaline is down and everything you see it wrap around Dustin's elbow damn yeah I didn't realize that and he, he stood on it right after which was, which was strange that's why he didn't buckle then and then they both exchanged punches both guys missed but it looked like Dustin's line, but Dustin's punch missed too. Mm. And Connor, but it, it's the it's the rolling of the foot under yeah, Connor. Connor took a bad step, but which, he really well, he, he took a step back and yeah, on that type of ankle, you know, there's no support. So, yep, he rolled underneath him, buckled, and went straight to the floor. That was disgusting. Yeah, which uh, Dustin was saying like in the interview that it, uh, that he he checked it with mm-hmm. the knee, but it wasn't it wasn't any. And they they even they even talk about the check, and it wasn't it wasn't even a, really a check. Is like his foot. Kicked his thigh. Yeah, so that, that that wouldn't do it. That wouldn't do it. And you know, Dustin pointed at him like, "Yeah, but nothing happened. Then. That didn't do anything." But um, yeah. The, what was painful for me was watching all the casual UFC commentators, mm. like your, you know, your Stephen A. and other guys, talk about it like like they know what they're talking about. Which it's whatever. They're casuals, and even 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 here when we did, we you know we did did our watch party, you know casuals talking about it. It it I mean it's fine. Casuals you can only take what they say with a grain of salt. But being someone that's of course covering the sport, and you know covering Conor McGregor specifically, it's safe to say that like and and you know watching the fight again with less adrenaline. Conor wasn't doing bad. Watching the fight again. Mm. I think up until the kind of went to the ground, he was he was winning. That's always the but that, that's the thing. That's mm. always the case. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. The, pr- the, the case. problem what happened is when Dustin landed on Connor, he was still fine. Like I watched him, he he was still fine. And when Dustin shot at him, shot at him, he went for the the guillotine. That was another mistake. Which, well, the guillotine wasn't a mistake. It was when he went to his back was a mistake. Because even his coach, um, I watched the interview with his coach. Coach is breaking it down. He, he said, you know, Connor has a good guillotine. The guillotine wasn't an issue. It's the fact that he went to his back. Because even in training, they, 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 he said that they trained doing it standing up. Because they know Dustin was going to be shooting. So Connor worked mm-hmm. on his guillotine. And Connor, he said Connor developed a very good guillotine. But he was supposed to do it standing up. And if Dustin readjusts, Connor was supposed to go high elbow. Mm. But instead, Connor grabbed it and kind of went to his back, tried to finish it, which I guess... I, I guess in the heat of the moment. heat of the moment, everything. That, 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 that's where it went downhill for Connor. And of course, he was getting, uh, you know, ground and pounded on the ground. Yeah, he was getting pieced up on the ground. Uh, pretty, but which a lot of them were pretty glancing. Uh, some of them did land, you know, like the side of the head into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, the air was bleeding. The air was bleeding. But as far as like facial-wise, he would, you know... There wasn't much much damage there, 
and he, he was very coherent. It's not like he was rocked at any at any point in the exchange. That's why as soon as he, he got space, he, he got back up. Uh, Dustin was saying that he was holding the glove. Mm-hmm. I rewatched the fight to see if I see it. I didn't see it on camera. Mm, I did. Well, I, I saw I saw pictures. Yeah, where people were showing like yeah, he, he was like you know, so I didn't see it on camera, but I, I'm sure he did because mm-hmm. you're in survival mode. Some of those up kicks were so close to landing. Yep, I, I noticed that during the fight. I was like, if he landed one of those up kicks, it could be a wrap. But I did. Dustin was hurt a few times in this fight. Watching it back again, uh, you, anyone can watch it back again. Dust, Connor landed one of the, the patented lefts that did sting Dustin, and even Dustin admitted that mm-hmm. that did sting him again, which he always happens, seems to land that, that left. Mm-hmm. Um, one there on the ground, when Connor landed some elbows to the side of the head, mm-hmm. those hurt Dustin. Yeah, he, 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 was, he was visibly hurt by one of them. I don't know if it was the second exchange. He did do the elbows twice. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was the first or the second time, but he, he was visibly hurt on, on one of those. And um, but I did notice after the ground and pound, Dustin got tired as well. Like there was a point where, like right before he stood back up, he was like, "So I'm taking a big deep breath." I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, he, he's like he's blowing his gas tank." But Dustin but, is known for yeah, Dustin surviving. He, yeah, he. So even if he was he, tired, he, he'll catch a second win, and he will catch a second win. Dustin's he's a dog. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be there for all five. So for all five. It's not like he would, you know, tire and buckler or win mm-hmm. anything like that. No, so, being tired does make you more susceptible to, to to the left hand. So, but um, yeah. What some takeaways from this one for me? I mean, because I, I watched the entire thing, the build up, the fight, and the, the aftermath. Things you can learn from Connor is he he came in a little too too riled up. Yep. And watching the build up, he was fine throughout the build up. Not doing anything, but I could sense that, you know, he would try to get in Dustin's head, which I, I, I mm-hmm. think he did. But I think in him getting into Dustin's head, he got riled up himself. And he came in with a little bit too much venom, a little bit too much hate in his heart. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think that's why like he, he lost the way he did. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, that uh, that karma came around and hit him pretty bad. Cause yeah, yeah, he with some re- some real karma. I mean, he, he, he was, was saying some pretty nasty things. Yeah, he was saying you know Dustin's gonna leave on a stretcher, and he was one end up leaving on a stretcher. One end up leaving on a stretcher. He was you know saying a lot of things about Dustin's wife and everything. Which mm-hmm. even uh, at the end when Connor was on the ground, she she gave him the finger. Yep. And, and they were still going at it. Even they were still, yeah. Connor was still you know you know. Saying nasty stuff when he was on, you know, on the mm-hmm. floor and he couldn't do anything about which, which, which obviously is not a good look. That's not the way you want to go out. And Connor's coaches was pretty upset about that because he was saying, you know, Joe Rogan should have interviewed him. They should have been trying to get Connor out of there to get him fixed up. Wherever he should, he should have done any interviews because it says if you look at all Connor's fights, he's always gracious after what he what he wins or loses. Mm-hmm. So in the heat of the moment, you know, his foot broken. He said Joe Rogan should have never tried to interview him. Then and there, and and you could say that, but at the same time, Connor had a little bit too much venom in him. He had a little bit too much hate and animosity towards Dustin, mm-hmm. and Dustin was coming in cool, cool hand Luke coming in, you know, calm as a cucumber for the most part until the end of the fight. Until the end of the fight, where he started to you know give it back to Connor, mm-hmm. and that's the thing when when you go the the heel route like like Ronda did, like Connor did, like. You have to expect when things don't go your way, it's going to come back to bite you. Big time. And it, it always does. 
it, it, it never fails. This is the this is the fight game. So if you come, if you bring that hate, you know, you come and you, you try to do that, it's gonna come back. And when it comes back, it's gonna come back viciously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That being said, you know, well, I mean, everyone, you know, a lot of other fighters and mm-hmm. boxers or everyone's kind of reacting and throwing in their two cents. Um, Jake Paul, for one. I don't care what he has to say. I mean, he, he's, well, him and Dustin are apparently boys now. And Whatever. Jake Paul had like a, a chain with a Connor on it from when Connor got knocked out the first time. He had a, a pendant mm. of Connor. In that pose? All enamel in that pose and everything. Mm. Kind of like a sleeping pose. And he was wearing it at the fight. And apparently he's sending it to Dustin as a gift. And apparently it's worth $100,000 or whatever. So it's like, whatever. But you have to expect this kind of, you know, this, this kind of, when, when you come in with that kind of animosity, that kind of venom. These are the things you're susceptible to. And, you know, a lot of fighters are, you know, saying Conor got what he deserved and mm-hmm. all these things, which is, it is what it is. But for for me, you know, like I said, being the Conor fanboy that I am, I, I've i learned to to separate. And I, I actually learned this watching Floyd. Learned to separate the, the fighter from the, the actual person. Mm-hmm. Because with Connor, with Floyd, with, with anyone that's doing it big, they're, they're, they're massive promoters. So they're always going to do what they got to do to get the Promote most eyeballs the on this fight. Yep. And Connor definitely did that. If he didn't do half that stuff, who knows? It wouldn't have been as exactly. blown up as it is. And this is why Connor will always be big box office. Because mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a master promoter. If you look at it, and he did very little. No, like As far as interviews and stuff like that, he did very little. Mm-hmm. Only interviews he did was on his own, his own channel. And you know his, his his IG, but um yeah like I said ma- massive promoter so I, I I separate that most people don't know how to do that they think Connor the showman is actual Connor which which is whatever mm-hmm. I still the reason why I'm a big fan of him because I still remember Connor on his way up I still remember that guy that was against all odds doing it and and actually mm-hmm. making it and now he's at the top so there's once you're at the top there's only one way to go and that's down. So that being said, obviously, the 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 tone of the night definitely ended on a dark tone mm, with all did. the, you know, in reality. It kind of reminded me somewhat of the Khabib mm-hmm. stuff where it's not, it's, it's a little bit beyond fighting now and it's, it's getting into, like, yep. dangerous territory because... <laughs> yeah, doesn't say, yeah, we will, we'll definitely fight again whether it's on the street or in the cage, you know. Because yeah. Connor was, you know, gesturing, like, making, like, gun signs to his head and stuff like that. Like, mm. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty pretty bad, pretty dark. But all of that aside, and people are saying, you know, Connor is done. You know, no one's going to want to see him fight again. 100% you're wrong. People will always want to see him fight. People, one, will always want to see him fight. Now, now the question is, will, does, does he want to fight again? And because I follow everything, I'm on top of this for you guys. And the question is yes. Mm-hmm. From, from what I've seen, yes. He, he, he did put out a tweet. He did put out a tweet. He did do a, he, he put out a video and everything. Um before and after surgery um his coach did an interview as well and all signs shows that Connor is gonna fight again or he or at least right at this point in time he wants to so that being said when he does fight again it will still be box office we will still wanna see it regardless of who he fights but and who does he fight the, the, I'm sure the landscape will be a lot different then it may even be RDA 
Yeah, because of Beaver Him and RDA, yeah. There could be that. But even 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 Ronda Round Ronda Rousey pointed out that she was an odd of Connor. Because even like as soon as he's he's not even off the mat yet, and he was already promoting still promoting himself, still promoting like mm-hmm. setting up another fight. Mm-hmm. And this is why like this is why people are always gonna pay to watch Connor. Yep. Because he's again, just like Floyd, these guys are, are master promoters. Master, master at it. So and and if that's what they do to you know support their families, I'm all for it. But you know, it is what it is. It was a it was a sad night for the Connor fans, seeing your boy getting you know heavy dose of humble pie. But it is what it is, man. It it's is it's, 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 a, it's a brutal sport. It's like that sometimes. Yeah, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. But the guy for all the the the. The, the the MMA fighters that were you know saying what they want about Conor and of course they're entitled to their own opinion but they should also be thanking Conor exactly because he's the reason they're getting paid today so regardless of how you feel about him you still owe the man some love love respect I just wish Conor would go you know to tone it down a little bit just take it down a couple notches mm-hmm. you can hype it up but just don't, don't, don't bring that venom don't bring that yeah. because it can it can easily escalate to outside the ring Stuff and we don't want to see that, especially as you know, as Connor friends, we, we we saw that we saw that already. We don't want to see that again. Yes, yes. So that's my takeaway from the fight. Uh, definitely hats off to Dustin Poirier. Now it sets up the, the title fight with mm-hmm. him and uh, him and Oliveira. Him and Oliveira. So we'll see what uh, what comes of it. I, I I can't. I don't know who's gonna win that. I I know a lot. Like because so much eyes on this fight. When that fight happens, there's gonna be a lot of eyes on that fight. And everybody's going to be saying Dustin, Dustin, Dustin. And Oliveira's going to shock the world. People don't realize what Oliveira is. He's a dangerous guy. This man is as dangerous as they come. I mean, we, we, we praise Dustin on his boxing because he has great boxing. Oliveira has great boxing as well. He has great striking. Oliveira has not just great boxing. Oliveira has great kicks, great knees, great elbows. Excellent submissions. Excellent elbows. Let's not forget those elbows. He has some great standing elbows. And if he gets to the floor, he has great. He gets, Dustin. Dustin will not try to take Oliveira down. Dustin has some work to do when it comes to Oliveira, because Oliveira is such a such a scary guy. And Dustin's path to victory is to stay on the feet, and that's not even saying much, because it's it's not a walk in the park there either. But. That's good. That's good for. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying Dustin can't win. He can win. Dustin can definitely win. He Cause can. Because if, if Dustin lands on Oliveira, good. He, you know, we've seen Oliveira hurt. He, you know, he can get hurt and and Dustin Dustin Dust- can put him away. Dustin can crack for sure, but Oliveira though. Mm-hmm. Anywho, can't wait for that. It's gonna be great, and hopefully it's gonna happen uh, before the end of the year. Hopefully. Um. Yep. So setting up the the next card, um, it's not it's gonna be a UFC fight now. It's gonna be a more quiet card. Mm-hmm. Obviously coming off of this this um this banger, but um, a couple of notable things on here. Of course, the the, the main event, of course, is Islam Makachev, mm-hmm. who is supposed to be you know the new and improved Khabib Khabib's protege, if you will. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be the next guy. He's fighting Thiago Moises, so that's gonna be huge fight. Excellent, excellent fight. But also, Misha Tate is making her comeback on this one. Misha Tate against Marion Renault, and that's going to be Renault's uh, retirement fight. Yep. And so, it's going to be Misha Tate's coming out of retirement fight. So. Yep, so that's very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. 
Jeremy Stevens also fighting on that card. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's gonna be some. Well, you know, that main card is 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 it's not mind blowing by any stretch of the imagination, but it's 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 gonna be watchable. It's gonna be well, one of those. Yeah. Um, Quarantillo is no joke either. I remember him from um, Contender, so that should be. And he starts off the main card, so that should be good. And then your boy Daniel Rodriguez. Boy Dan- is Daniel Rodriguez is fighting as well. Always a pleasure to see this guy fight. And then you got, to, you, got to, you got some noticeable fights there. I'll... Yeah. But Montserrat Ruiz. Remember mm-hmm. that chick? The tattooed up chick? Mm-hmm. Um, who came with the bunny ears. She's fighting. It's going to be interesting to see, see her again. Her name is Montserrat. Yep. And uh, Ferreira's uh, brother is fighting as well. Mm-hmm. He has Malcolm So, yeah, there's, there's some fights there you know, we can check out. It's going to gonna be... You know, you can watch fights every weekend. Doesn't even matter who their fool's fighting, but we'll definitely um of course watch it. We'll definitely bring it bring back all the our thoughts and everything on it. We'll cover it for you guys as usual. All the juicy deets. We are th- been playing around the idea of doing like a watch party kind of stream. Um if that's something you guys would be interested in, uh definitely let us know. We wanna, you know we wanna get creative with our, our, our Twitch content, so want to have some uh, some kind of show ideas so it's not just all the same thing and we're playing around a couple of ideas and that's one of them so we'll be maybe thinking about rolling that out maybe the um whenever we do the the, the ufc events here uh do like a bigger party and you know do put, put turn the camera on so for you guys that can come to the the lounge you can watch along you know from the comfort of your own home so that should be fun that should be cool and maybe then the the Pick'em game will come back. Who knows? Maybe then, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that just about uh, does it for us here at IBPC. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Thank you guys for all your support, for everyone that's been, you know, riding with us day one and all the, you know, new newly supporters. We thank all you guys. Appreciate all the support. You guys be good to each other. Stay safe out there. Isaac Boys out.